Spinnaker Radio Studios. Critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Gordon. All right, guys, we are back in the studio. April 12th on the dock. G show with me as always Justin Evangelista hey guys look at that that was hey guys what's up guys there it is right it's Wednesday get psyched yes there great, it... <laughs> to, great to join you on the show Gordon <laughs> there we go man you know what we do on the show I do I, I know what we do you're pretty pretty well versed with it yeah quiz me Okay, well, I don't want to, but yeah, I'm gonna. What do we pride ourselves on on this show? Comedic greatness. That. That's hilarious. We don't bash Lock generations, team. right? Oh, yeah, true. I guess. I mean, well. I'm gonna do a little bit of that. Yeah, we bash. Yeah. I've got to do that, actually. Let's do it. Um, well, you can do it. How many old people do you know? I know a lot of old people. Pretty good amount? I know a couple. I keep in touch with several. Yeah. Including my parents. They're oh, sort of old. True. I um I talked to a couple of old people this past weekend. And uh, I realized something as far as uh, these older individuals when you talk to them on a phone on a regular basis. Uh, what's the first thing you hear when they pick up the phone? What what do they do? Hello? Who's this? Yeah. This is what happens when they call you. Okay. They will say their name. Oh, yes. Regardless, they, they, they will say their name. Caller ID. It's been around since 1984. Caller ID is a millennial. Millennial. It's been around for 33 years. Whew. And amazingly, most baby boomers have avoided understanding this technology for 33 years. I don't care. Because of this, I get unnecessary introductions every time I talk to a baby boomer on the phone, right? I used to work for a guy named Larry. Larry was just over 60 years young. Inevitably, Larry would call me from time to time, and on my phone would pop up Larry and Larry's number. Right? Yes. And without fail, every time I'd say hello, he'd say, uh, uh, Ben, this, this is Larry. I'd say, yep, I know. It says Larry on my phone. <laughs> and he would just proceed like I didn't say that. And one time he called me up on the company's phone, on the landline. And again, his number popped up. And it was right there. I knew it was Larry. And I was like, I answered the phone. I was like, hey, man, what's up? And Larry was like, uh, Ben, I hope that's not the way you answer the business phone all the time. And I was like, Larry, I saw your number. I knew it was you. And this is how he responded. <laughs> okay. Like he didn't believe me that that was possible 
to see his own number on the phone. No way. Couldn't happen. After this, I thought I would counterbalance the whole problem. So the next time he called on uh, my phone, I answered, and I was just like, Hey, Larry, what's up? And instead of saying, nothing much, man, he said, uh, uh, Ben, this is Larry. And I said, that's why I said, what's up, Larry? Because I knew it was you. They don't get it. They just don't get it. Baby boomers, if you're listening out there, try to obtain a working knowledge of caller ID. Really help things going. It's been around 33 years. Just... A little bit of working knowledge. That's all I ask for. Do your parents do that that same thing too? Like, hey Ben, it's mom. Yeah. yeah. They usually announce themselves. Same here. Every time I have like a list of voicemails. And you're Class, like, I got, I got gotcha. you. Your mom. I, I know, I know who it is. I know who it is. It's right there on the phone. So just guys, we know, you know. So just look into it, Justin. I just looked down, and I think you're getting a call. You know who you're getting a call from? Who? A great show. Yeah, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get this show fired up. How about that? Do it. All right. You know where we start? Birthday suit. Boom. There it was. He had it that time. Trust me. I got this, guys. So this is uh, April 12th, right? Yes, April 12th. Uh, We've got some pretty good uh, birthday suits for April 12th. We got Beverly Cleary. You ever read a Beverly Cleary book? No. Oh, man. You never got down on Henry Huggins, Beezus and Ramona? Ooh. Yeah. Beezus and Ramona. That's Beverly. I didn't really read Beezus and Ramona. That's Beverly Cleary right there. You should get on that train. No She's still alive. Really? She's 100. Thanks. Today, 100. Big Centarian. Nice. Uh, Ed O'Neill. You know Ed? No. Married with Children, Al Bundy. You know that guy? yeah. That's Ed O'Neill. Okay. Modern Family, that's him, Ed O'Neill. Yes. The Sprint commercials, I think. Straight Talk, is that uh, whatever Straight Talk, that commercial, Straight, Straight Talk, Talk. Wireless. Yeah, Straight Talk Wireless, that's him too. He's the voice for for Straight Talk. Yeah, so a lot of things there. Vince Gill, you ever ride the country boat song train that is Vince Gill? Huh? No. <laughs> I'm not going to ride that boat. No, I don't want to be involved with that. Uh, Well, Vince is also turning a certain age. I didn't write down his age, but he's turning an age today. Huh? I was just saying happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, Vince. They're listening. You go party. Well, they're obviously listening. Everybody listens. That's a fact. Uh, So, are you ready for our birthday suit wearer's clue for this week? Yes. Okay, here we go. Our birthday suit wearer was born in Indianapolis, Indiana, okay. in 1947. Oh, mm. 1947. So do the math. What's he turning there? 70. 70. The big 70 for this person. Growing up near the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, where he attended Broad Ripple High School. Do you know Broad Ripple? Broad Ripple. Yeah, that's where he. That's broad where he grew ripple, up. Broad Nipple. <laughs> Are you crazy? Ponder it. Yes. We've got things to do. We do. All right, here we go. Rip from the headlines. Jebediah. And now the news. All right, Justin. All right, he did it Let's once, it. but I'm digging into the generational bashing. All right. I was just picking on all the Jerry's. It's time today. to talk about those Zebos. 
Generation Zeros. Do it. Those Generation Zers out there. What a bunch of weirdos. I already hate them. <sighs> anyway, recently Google did some research and some surveys to find out what this bunch of Generation of Zeros think regarding coolness of different companies. The research focused on the uh, teenagers 13 to 17. You want to hear something nuts? What? These kids think shoes are cool. Generation Zeros. Mm. What? Shoes? What do you think the three coolest shoe brands are for 13 to 17 year olds? Well, I guess going off my opinion, I don't know. I say Nike. Well, you're not 13 That's to 17. Fact. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, let's like. Let's... Nike is not one of the three. What? A sister brand of Nike is. Jordan hit the sound effect, wow. yes. The, the, the ceiling is the roof. Jordan! Jordan! You wanted to say that. You want Converse and Vans. Really? Those are the okay. others. That's yes. Very interesting. You want to know uh, the most mentioned celebrities on the Zebos list? Yeah, sure. Hit me with them. Steph Curry. Okay. So yeah. take that, LeBron. Steph take Curry it. likes. That's that's what they like. It's they want to be all Steph this Curry. Generation. Ariana Grande. Oh. Real big into the Grande. Emma Watson. Oh, nice. Hermione. Chance Jeez. the Rapper. Okay, I can respect that. Selena Gomez. I respect that too. She's pretty cute. You know, my, my bro's a big fan of Selena Gomez. Yeah? One time joking around, he called her Selena Gonads. Mm. Then it became Gomez. an ongoing joke. <laughs> uh, and so we also have two friends named Tom. And so we started about putting together a band that we'd call Selena Gonads and the Tom Toms. And the to <laughs> we never panned through. We didn't start that band. But it was an ongoing joke that we'd start the Selena, Selena Gonads, Gonads and the Tom Toms. Just a little thing. Generation Zeros. Alrighty. So also, in the research, mm -hmm. found out, guess what? You're not going to believe this. This is, this is ridiculous. I don't think this has ever happened in the history of teenagers. They like pizza, okay. Oreos, Oreos, and Doritos, and ice cream. Hmm. I hate to bust Google's bubble on this one, but I think that's been for like the last 40 years that teenagers have liked all those things. Yeah, that's not any groundbreaking research nothing, there. Nothing too crazy. I mean, if, if, if teenagers didn't like those things, that would be more interesting yeah. news. Uh, so here, are you ready for the top 10 brands? Yes, hit Okay, me. number 10, Google Chrome. Not Google by itself, just Google Chrome. Number 9, Nike. Which this is what I don't get. The shoe brands themselves, Converse, Vans, Jordan. But then Nike, the brand itself, higher than any of those other brands. That's okay. weird, right? 8, Doritos. Yeah. 7, Sony. Specifically, Sony PlayStation. Okay. Yeah. Gamers. Yeah, gamers. Six, GoPro. Okay. Five, Oreos. Four, Microsoft, specifically Xbox. Three, Google, by itself. Two, Netflix. And number one, YouTube. 
Exactly. That's what that's what that's what these Zebos think are cool. Generation Zebos. See, I told you I wouldn't like them. What's that I all like about? Oreos, though. I can get down on Oreos. Oreos. That's number five. You know what my my old roommate Brandon? What he loves? Seasonal Oreos. Wait, what? Yeah, when they come out with the crazy ones, like the Halloween Oreos or the springtime Oreos. There's really nothing different. They just print something on the outside and make the filling a different color. But, seasonal Oreos. He could put back a whole sleeve of seasonal Oreos. Oh, he'll eat those too, but he reserves his eating time till seasonal Oreos. Yeah. Interesting. A little reserve. All right, are you ready for the next story in Rip from the Headlines? Get at me. 105-year-old man became Ooh, the I'm oldest there. man to ride a roller coaster. Woo-hoo. That's right. So I'm guessing 105, that'd be like Generation T or generation U. the beginning. It's, it's way back there. That is definitely way far behind Generation X. Generation that's, one. that's for sure. But a British sanitarian thrill seeker set the world record for becoming the oldest man to ride a roller coaster. Jack Reynolds, a great-grandfather from Chesterfield, appeared on Good Morning Britain as he took a historic ride to become the Guinness Book of World Records' oldest person to ride a non-inversion roller coaster. Nice. He rode it with his uh, 56-year-old daughter, Jane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I'm going for another ride in a minute after he finished. He's ready to roll. Uh, he, he's already set one record the yeah. year before. You know what his other record was last year for his 104th uh, uh, birthday? exciting as well? Like, it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. Skydiving? Oldest person to receive their first tattoo. Wow. Ew. I'm surprised his skin just didn't rip through. Yeah, just like, like skin tear at, at, uh, the, at the needle. Oh, uh, like, if I was the if bleeding. I was the tattoo artist, I'd be like, "Are you sure?" Wonder what the tattoo was. All right, hold on, let me pull this. Yeah, pull just, it tight. There we go. Okay. Hold that for me. <laughs> Ugh. Oh man, but hats off. Hats off to that generation tear yeah, right that there. That that Jack, right? Was the name Living Jack? Life. Did I already lose his name? Jack Reynolds, yes. Jack Reynolds. Hats off to you, buddy. Hope you had a good birthday. Many more to come. Speaking of England, you ready for the next story? Hit me up. A man in England. What's well let me ask you first. What's the weirdest animal you've ever came across in a walk? Just walking through. Just walking through? Yeah. Nothing uh, hmm. Hmm. Nothing too weird. I mean, on like a normal average day walk here yeah. in Jacksonville. I mean, you know, I wasn't used yeah. to when I came down through here, uh, armadillos. That sort of freaked me out when I was first walking yeah, through. And I was like, what? Every now and then. But like, they're, they're all, they're all, all around. Right. They're you like know? blind, aren't they? they they're, they're pretty goofy. Yeah. But what if you came across a Cotamundi? Oh, man. Yes. What freak is that? Recently, a man in England came across a Cotamundi while he was walking his dog. Cotamundi is uh, native to South America. And they're in the same family as a raccoon. A raccoon. Uh, They look like a mix between a raccoon and a lemur. You put them together, that's a Cotamundi. Yeah? Just like that? The man was out for a stroll with his dogs in Middlesbrough, England, when he spotted the unusual mammal, and he called the Royal Society for the Prevention 
of cruelty to animals to help rescue the Cody. Wow. I got to be honest, that would not be the first group I would call. (laughs) I don't know if they have a lot of advertisements in England or something, but I don't know how he came up with the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals and was like, that's who I need to call. Let's get him on the phone. See see what I should do about this Cota Mundi. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, he said he saw that it was injured. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he took it to the local vet where the staff oh, wow. nicknamed it Razzle. Razzle the Kodamoon. Mm-hmm. And gave him a fruit to snack on. Interesting. I bet that was really cool when he gave him a fruit to snack on. Surprise. Especially if he was like a lemur because then they have those little hands. True. They just love to nibble on things. But apparently he wasn't microchipped, so... That he's not like a pet that somebody had microchipped. So hopefully Razzle will find his way back to wherever his home was supposed to be. But keep your eye out. You may see a you may see a Cota Mundi next time you're walking. It could happen. Hopefully, Justin. We talk about the Philippines every now and then, correct? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You mentioned it here and there. Well, I had to do it again because I got a story from the Philippines. Let's do it. Hit me up. If I was going to use Wolverine from X-Men uh, to advertise a product or service, what do you think it'd be? Shaving. Nice. That's a very good one. Right? That's Shaving. what I would think. He's got sharp blades, sharp blades. multiple blades. He's got that beard. Yeah, nice I like beard. that. That's a very good idea. Well, a medical clinic in Philippines decided to use him for an advertisement for circumcision service. God, Word. <laughs> Circumcision. So there was an ad that actually got uh, very came viral and went across the internet. That's Uh, funny. Guy Joey Davila took a picture of an advertisement in the Philippines uh, that roughly translates as it saying "cheap doctor hospital where you get painless circumcision." And there's a picture of Wolverine sitting beside this advertisement. That's pretty good. I'm gonna be honest. I would not trust him to do my circumcision. Wolverine, you know, superhero. I'd be like, Mom, I'm gonna get my no thing cut by a superhero. No, I don't need that. Let's ride. (laughs) No, man. Crazy clinics in the Philippines are pretty crazy. I have a story about circumcision clinic in the Philippines. Wait, what? When I went there, like maybe when I was like 12, 13, I wasn't getting a circumcision. Okay. But um, my little cousin. But somebody in my clique was looking to get one done. (laughs) But uh, yeah, we were. They were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to the circumcision clinic," and I was like, "Okay." You're like, "Of course, I'll I'll help. I'll I'll accompany (laughs) you." And so we were. We we took the uh, little taxi to the place. Got dropped off. Guess what this place is? It was like this small shack, and on the side, spray painted in red paint. Circumcision. Circumcision. <laughs> arrow to a doorway with no door, and it was like, who is in there? And you were like, oh, this seems safe. Let's go yeah, do this. I guess so. And they pulled out a knife from a drawer and said, let's get going. How old was your cousin? Like, I think four or three I would or not. I, at that time, I would be aware enough not to be okay with that, yeah. I feel. What's the Philippines? Who cares? Oh, what's man. the What's the worst you can get, you know? I mean, you gotta be... And so, just uh, for so the listeners know, uh, apparently this this service uh, costs around $28. See, it's cheap. That's all, <laughs> the other thing about the Philippines. I love it there. It's $28. I've had meals recently that were more expensive than that circumcision. Yeah. I mean, I don't need one, but almost just on the deal alone, I'd be like, well, I got to try it. 
something. <laughs> so, let's see, see what you can do. Uh, okay, are you ready for the last story before we go on to faking the funk? Yes. Okay, here we go. Last so story. the dictionary.com. I use it occasionally. Mm-hmm. Dictionary.com added 300 words. This has been all over the news wow, recently. 300. That's right. How'd they find these words? Uh, and a lot of people have been bringing into question how some of these words a little questionable. Hmm. And at first I was like, eh, who cares? It's just dictionary.com. Mm-hmm. It's not like Merriam-Webster did this. But then I found out they actually based it off of Merriam-Webster. Because they added a thousand okay. words in February, some of the words that we included, dad bod, which I feel like is dad really bod. hard to include since it's two words. It is that two is words. right. My man TJ, that's a, 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 a devout listener of the show. Yeah, he told me he was like, "It's dad bod. That makes no sense. It's two words." Yeah, and I agree with him. I don't really. I thought at first it was hyphenated or something. Or compound. Not hyphenated. Just two dad bod. Dad bod. No. Sext, another one. To sex someone. Cold brew. Cold brew, another one. Is another that two, two words? Yes. Yeah. Hangry, Hangry, another one. Here's my favorite. Man bun. Added to this the list. Man bun. So, are you ready for faking the funk? The devout listeners will know this is an old segment before Justin was here. Yes. This is what I do. I give two... T- uh, Two titles to a story. One of them is made up, one is fictitious, and then one is a real title. And Justin, you have to guess which one is made up and which one is real. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right, here comes the first title. Crab meat pizza sold out the first day it was offered on the menu at Roma's Pizza in Maryland. That's the first title. It's a pretty long title. Second title. Pizza topped with marshmallows... Sorry, pizza topped with marshmallow peeps sparked Twitter firestorm. Which one is real? Which one is fake? Wow, I do go on the Twitter a lot. Yeah, I did see that peep. Dang it! Pizza thing. Dang it! That has to be the real one. Uh, You're you're twittering. I yes, forgot I you're a Twitterer. Like, you know, the you debate, millennial. Millennial. Like on like pineapples on pizza, then it went to like crazy things, and I saw the peeps on the pizza. That's true. You're correct. Crab meat. I made that one up. Oh, that was a really long title, man. The, dude, look at titles these days. There's yeah. some long ones out true, there. True, true. But yes, that's fake. Sorry. I'm sure somewhere <laughs> in Maryland, someone has put crab meat on pizza. They love crab. Yeah. It's Maryland. That's why I did that. I, I That's where my head was on that one. On the real one, pizza topped with marshmallow peeps. That happened. And it looks gross. It looked James really... I mean, the, the marshmallows and melted into some kind of like un... Just like, like recognizable blob. Yeah. And it was all multicolored and disgusting. Ugh. Peeps. No, thank you. I've eaten a peep once. No, I do not want to eat one that way. No, no. So, before we take a break, how about we do another birthday suit clue? Hit me up. All right, so if you remember our first clue, 1947, April uh, 12th was when our uh, 70 years old. 70 years old. When our birthday suit wearer was born in Indianapolis, Indiana. Here's the second clue. Our birthday suit wearer attended Ball State University, where they graduated in 1969 and were a member of the Department of Radio and Television. Uh Uh-huh. 
They were described as an average student, self, sorry, self-described as an average student. And later, they actually ended up giving a, a scholarship back to the university for what they called C students at Ball what? State. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay, interesting. So, well, I can't ask any questions. So radio and television mm-hmm. at Ball State, scholarship. The next one's probably not going to really give it away too much, but we'll see. Hate you. You see if you get that third third clue. Damn. So we're going to take a musical break. We are going to take a musical break by the guy that's actually going to be joining us on yes. the phone soon. We're going to hear some music from Mike Friend. Toe the line. This is a good jam. So keep it locked here on the Doc G Show. This is Mike Friend, again, with Toe the Line. We'll be right back.
Alright guys, we are back. We You just heard from Mike Friend's band there with uh, Toe the Line on the Doc G Show on Spinnaker Radio WSKRLP in Jacksonville, Florida, 95.5 FM. Speaking of the Mike Friend band, joining us right now on the phone is Mike Friend from Charleston, South Carolina. He's going to be playing at the Roadhouse of Orange Park on Blanding Boulevard this Saturday starting at 7 p.m. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic, guys. How are you? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, so, uh, speaking of the show that you've got coming up, uh, you are playing on the 15th in the Roadhouse. Now, seeing as if you've played over all over Florida, Daytona, I've heard, uh, Plant City, I've heard, is this your first time playing in Jacksonville? This is our first time playing in Jacksonville, yes. Okay. Super excited about it, actually. Okay. Well, it's a good venue. That venue's been there since 1976. It's uh, it's a pretty good place to play. Uh, so, yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, so, Toe the Line, fantastic album. Listened through the whole thing a couple of days ago. I've got to say, listen to the actual title track that our listeners just got finished listening to. Some real tasty licks on there. You've been playing <laughs> guitar for 25 years. Who would you say uh, is some of your your biggest influences as far as guitar playing? I do my best to um, try to rip off Warren Haynes, but I don't know if I'm doing that good of a job. <laughs> he's, pre- he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's up there. I'm a, I'm a big Allen Brothers fan, but I'm not sure if that comes across in our music, but... You know, I'm based out of blues, and, you know, there's Jimi Hendrix in there. Again, Warren Haynes. You know, I grew up loving Stevie Ray, mm-hmm. but, again, I don't think you hear that in the music. Well, you know, you it, it, it might come through in a little bit. You've got a lot of a lot of different styles fused into your, into your music, and I hear it on different songs, sort of that different musical styles coming through on those different songs. Now, back in the day... In the mid '90s, there was a band called Pimp Fat. Nice. That's P H, not F, Fat. That you are a part of. <laughs> First off, I gotta ask, how did you guys come up with that name, Pimp Fat? 
that's funny. You guys did your research. We <laughs> did a little Those, bit. Uh, I went back. I, I checked some things out. Yeah, yeah. That's when I was living up in Philly, and I was younger. Um, it, it was a cartoon drawing, mm-hmm. and it was one of the guys in the band came up with it. It has something to do with you know. It was inspired by Mary Jane, if you get what I'm saying. You know <laughs> I, what I, mean? I, I, I got what you're saying. <laughs> Word. So it kind of came up, and we went with that. That was a, yeah, that was like a, that was like a Chili Peppers kind of thing. Okay. We went as far as we could with that, but then, you know, music takes you different directions, and I ended up down here doing what I'm doing. Well, that's that's what I was I was gonna say is you know that was mid '90s. That had to be a little bit uh, a little bit crazier, a little bit younger, Mike friend, a little bit crazier music scene. I'm guessing it was a little bit crazier. I was younger and I wasn't yet married, and I was living in uh, Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, but now you know a little older, a little wiser. You know, we buckle down and uh, put together a show and really make this our craft now Got so it. awesome awesome oh mike uh justin here hello hey justin hey i had a question so uh i was looking on your page and uh i saw all the all your band members how'd you guys get all together and stuff for this uh project you guys are doing now hmm. it's, it's kind of funny now the pro the, um, the lineup now our ages are all over the map um <laughs> wow, okay yeah the <laughs> representing the all generations i like it, it. All generations and a lot. And I think that brings a lot of um, different genres to what we're doing, which helps. Like what you touched on on the album, all the songs have a different flavor, different feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I guess like the universal sound is blues and funk. But to answer your question, <clears throat> the um, oldest members in his seventies. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs> That's Jeffrey. He's the the hand you know hand drums and percussion. Okay. Um, the youngest is twenty one and. That's Noah. He's a um, jazz student here in Charleston. Yeah. So you've got you've got Mark Schlace on bass, right? Uh, Mike yep. Brown on drums, Noah on keyboards, and Jeff on the hand percussion. Yep. So how 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 did you guys meet in in Charleston? How did that sort of come about? Charleston's got a fantastic um, music community. Mm-hmm. So if if the band or the lineup doesn't have a gig. We all have, everybody has a like Rolodex player, so you can just show up to any jam and pick up some work. And we've all been living in Charleston now for some of us for 10 years, some of us for three years. We've all just gotten to know each other. And you know what it's like, you get players in the same room. If it clicks, it clicks. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, well, you know, we've we played some other Charleston acts. We played Chris Boone on the uh, on the show before. And I, I know yep. he's down, sort of in that in that area. I'm guessing. I'm guessing at some point, maybe you've had some jams with Chris at some point. I know Chris. We are kind of like um, passing ships in the night. We've actually been on some of the same bills. He's a fantastic uh, Americana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob, Bob Bob Dylan kind of thing. Oh yeah, very good, very good. Speaking of artists, influential artists, we were talking about who was influenced you as a guitar. Uh, now, do you play some cover songs when you're uh, during your concerts? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think uh, Friday or Saturday we're probably gonna pull out some Santana. Okay. Okay. We do a little maybe maybe the Meters. We do uh, Sissy Strut on occasion. Very nice, very nice. What would you say is your most go-to that you always have in your back pocket if you feel like you know you just need to get something going with the band? What is your go-to song? 
usually, um, as far as the covers go, it would probably Black Magic Woman. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I did, I, you know, that was the thing, is uh, a lot of different genres in the music, but I did feel some Santana, and I noticed that as far as, like, on your website and a couple other areas where it had Santana as sort of an influence and... I think maybe with Jeff back there on the percussion, you get a little bit of a feeling of that that strong rhythm section and and the and the good guitar licks definitely comes out. Definitely hear that. That's what we shoot for. Thanks. I, I consider that a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of covers, you know, I your name phonetically sounds friend, Mike Friend, but it's spelled differently. F R E U N D. Do you ever throw in a cover of, say, you've got a friend in me or with a little help from my friend and just say, phonetically speaking, the song's about me, guys? You know what? That's a fantastic idea. <laughs> I, might have to, I might have to capitalize on that. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, I think it might work for you. You might want to look into it. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, when I decided to take this music thing as seriously as I could, I remember having a conversation with my father. And I said, Dad, I think i got to change the spelling of the last name. <laughs> that, that, that did not go well. I was about to say, he, he might have been offended by that, just possibly. Yeah. I don't know. He was offended by it, so I'm, I'm doing what I can. And it's fantastic that you, um, you pronounce it right, because I'll tell you what, how many people will introduce us. Freund. Freund and, yeah, <laughs> Freund. Freud. Everything Freund. else you've got, huh? All right. Well, um, one of the songs on my on the album that I really like. Now, uh, Justin was listening to it on Apple Music. He was going through the tunes there on Apple Music, which you guys are on Apple Music. You're on SoundCloud. You're basically everywhere out there. Um, yep. But when he was listening to it, the starred songs on there, I got to say, one of my favorite songs wasn't starred as yeah. far as the most popular on Apple Music. Uh, you know, my favorite song on the album, and it could just be my taste, was "Don't Count Me Out." I uh, I really, really I really love that song. It's got an edge to it. It's got an attitude. I like that song. Uh, what would you say the inspiration of "Don't Count Me Out" was? Well, I remember writing that. And I was being pretty. I was irritated. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. There it is. The edge. Yeah, there's the edge. I gotta watch the where we play that one. Mm-hmm. Because it does have that aggressive edge, and if it's uh, depending on the venue, we may not pull it out. Yeah. But if we got, we you know we got the right crowd, you know, because there's a little hint of caffeine and cocaine in that song, so it's not always like I can belt that out in a older crowd or too young of a crowd, you know. I gotcha. I got. Well, hey, yeah. Jeff's there to back you up. He's got the he's got the old crowd in. He can be like, hey, <laughs> don't worry about it, guys. I'm there with you. It's fine. <laughs> He helps bring the retired vets. Exactly. There you go. That's all right. Uh, Well, that's actually the song we're going to hear from here in just a little bit on the show. So we're going to take a break. We're going to hear Count Me Out right now from the Mike Friend Band. Make sure you check him out this Saturday at the Roadhouse of Orange Park starting at 7 p.m. Do you have anything else you want to let people know as far as the show, Mike? As far as the show, I just, if I could, just give a, a quick thanks to the Tom Bennett Band because they had a lot to do with booking us and get a, getting us in there. So we appreciate the opportunity to open up for them. Yes, definitely. Uh, and also, make sure you get down there by seven because it could start filling up soon, and you want to make sure you you make want to make sure you get down there. Hear the guys, uh, Mike. 
thanks for taking the time to yeah, be on the show Mike. with us. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. All right. This is the Mike Friend Band with Don't Count Me Out. Again, that was Mike Friend Band, who's going to be in Jacksonville. You need to check them out. They're going to be down in Orange Park at the Roadhouse there. So you got to make sure you make your way down there on Saturday, 7 o'clock. They will be playing. Great band, great guest. I'm going to go check him out. You guys should too. But right now, 
It's time for what we like to do on the Doc G Show, known as sports. Oh, yeah. We're bringing in the sports section. And who do we bring in for the uh, sports section? None other than Claude. Claude, fly till I die. Lathan, what's the halves, man? Man, I'm loving that this uh, this nickname's starting to stick. The fly till it's I good. die. I, it's I'm sticking with fan. me. That's that's all. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's it, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty great. I'm happy to be back on the show as always. Uh, I think we've got, as usual, a couple great topics to speak about. Oh yeah, man. So we're gonna talk about NBA as we always do, and so the regular season ends tonight, guys. It's done. It's- so sad. 82 games in the books. It's a great season. Yeah, it was a good season. So Histor- Historically great season. Yeah. So after all this talk about how the Golden State Warriors had fallen off, perhaps, and maybe Kevin Durant getting injured, they wouldn't be the same team. Who knows? Uh, I'll, I'll point this first at you, Claude. Uh, are they the favorite to win the title, or are you insane? Wait, That's what? how I'll pose that question. <laughs> How are they not at this point with Cleveland's struggles, uh, the rest of the East being a little bit weaker as the the season wound down, even Isaiah Thomas's campaign for MVP kind of, yeah, it didn't fall off, but it, it definitely wasn't as much as it was. Well, when I'm they played and, just a, a little bit ago, uh, you know, the, the, the Celtics did not look like the team they were supposed to look like when they played Cleveland. And Cleveland no. is already the team that people are like, Meh, maybe they're not what we thought. So, Right. And, and you know, I will give a shout-out to Isaiah. Uh, he's the third Celtic uh, in Celtics history to uh, accomplish scoring 20-plus points in 70 games in a season. So, well, you know, I'm going to give him that. But I'm uh, sure he appreciates the shout-out. Hey, I, we're best friends. Exactly. <laughs> no, you, but well, I will hey, say, uh, regardless, you've got, like, what? You've got like five inches on on Isaiah Thomas. I'm I'm rocking him. You know, I'm looking at about six three, six four. So yeah. I mean, he's maybe five eight, five nine. Yeah. So you got like you got like eight inches on him, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I look. I'd have to go into the post if we played one on one, but I still think he might have a chance. I think he may just be able to take you, Claude. I don't want to take <laughs> anything away from you, but I'm a little worried that he could. My high school all-state selections don't... Uh, what? Don't you were all-state, Claude? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Man, I, I have some trophies. I do. But <gasps> nowhere near what Isaiah Thomas has. Get out of what... I'm taking Claude on my team all day, every day. Hey, to answer the question, though, you know, I'm going to say, uh, as far as the Warriors go, how, how can you not pick against them or pick with them right now? You can't pick against them. You're... You're looking at maybe the Spurs as the typical, you know, you know they've been in the playoffs the last 20 seasons. They're going to come in and do the same thing they do. Uh, barring injury, the same way the Clippers got hurt last year uh, in the first round against Portland and lost. Uh, Damian Lillard, who, by the way, had 59 uh, the other day. I, I just don't see um, anyone beating the Warriors, barring injury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Justin, I pass the microphone to you, not... not literally because we have two of them but uh who do you think they're gonna win the championship oh yeah definitely i that that's a great team like they did most of this winning streak without durant they recently just got him back yeah and he uh first game back double double and he was like i'm fine it's all right it's cool i'll just go ahead and work with this this is okay and then the east i mean 
Cleveland struggles with the, and it's it's crazy that they're struggling with all these additions that they got too. They have the additions. They lost Bogut. He literally was like, like he was there a half two minutes. Yeah, two minutes, two minutes and was just like, out. Died. <laughs> but uh so now this is the next thing I want to go on to. Um you made the ceiling the roof. <laughs> <laughs> That's the text Michael Jordan sent Roy Williams about a week ago, maybe a couple days after they won the national championship. I saw the story, and I got so amped for multiple <laughs> reasons. One, it's Michael Jordan. Hit the counter. The ceiling is the roof. Jordan! Jordan! Once again, it's been a couple times already this show. Uh... But Michael Jordan's texting you, and then on top of that, he's making fun of himself. How awesome! How psyched would you be, Claude, if Michael Jordan was texting you, making a joke about himself? I, I wouldn't believe it. I, in this day and age, it's almost like the uh, the cash me outside girl. You know, anybody who says something ridiculous, it's going to catch on, and it just so happens that. And I hope the timer or the the counter is going for this episode. Oh yeah, Michael Jordan. The, the ceiling is the roof. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. Yes, count it. He is a very outspoken human being. Uh, as of late, you know, earlier in his playing career, he was not. Nope. Um, but, you know, I'll say as far as Michael Jordan goes. Mm-hmm. Yes, counter. The, the ceiling is the roof. Jordan! 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 He is, uh, he's spot on with what he's saying. He, I just, you know, the first of all, like, uh, when, when, when this first happened and people started making fun of him for the whole ceiling is the roof thing, I was like, hey, lay off of him. Michael Jordan, all right? The ceiling is the roof. Jordan! Jordan! You, you, stop, you stop saying things about him because he he's the greatest ever. Mistakes. You know? And then after a while, I was like, okay, that was a pretty dumb thing to say. I will. You know, <laughs> but, like, he hasn't been out in front of people in a long time, and I feel like, you know, he probably didn't prep, and then he got out there, and he was like, oh, jeez. Got this microphone. There's like twenty thousand people here. What do I say? The ceiling is the roof. What? That was dumb. Why did I say that? You know, like he was probably thinking that himself. And then to be able to be like, you know what? I'm gonna text Roy. I'm gonna congratulate him. I'm gonna make fun of myself at the same time. That's MJ, man. Yeah, That's it. Did you get to see the uh, the tweet by uh, Jordan? No. After what do you? He, he he said the same thing. It's like ceiling, he, roof. He's, he's on he, he's on the Twitter sphere. I didn't well, know. I that. don't think it's his Twitter. It's like the Jordan. Oh, it's Brand's the Jordan Twitter, brand. But it was pretty cool oh. to see that being being tweeted out by the Jordan brand as well. I so. was about to say because like he's too big for social media. He doesn't even need to do any of that. He's not like it on. Took him a long time to get on the bandwagon. I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. I just wanted to bring that up because, yeah, as you know, I'm a big fan. Uh, this is what I want to get to though. One question. Um, minus. 20. It's our segment. One question. And oh yeah. No. In our segment, one question. I bring an imaginary guest to the station, and we talk to that imaginary guest. We give them one question. So tonight, our imaginary guest is none other than Draymond Green. Dang, just bringing Right. Exactly. I I did think I was like, ah, we just had. Kevin Durant as our imaginary guest. Should I bring in another 
Warrior? Ah, why not? They're all interesting. So, I will pass the microphone, the figurative microphone, to Claude first. What is your question for Draymond? Alright, so for Draymond, you know, I, I thought about taking the easy route and going with how everyone talks about his kicking. Yes. Oh, and, yeah, uh, I know. you know, I, everyone, I, was, I thought about, yeah, I thought about coming up with a Grayson Allen slash Draymond kicking question. Um, I did as well. We were all page, three on the but page. But I was like, nah, I'm just going to go more serious. I, I stuck exactly. with it. Yeah, I, I felt like I should do something <laughs> a little different. So, you know, I, I did a little research. Okay. And uh, nice. from what I can see, it looks like um, Draymond Green and Le'Avion Bell, mm-hmm. who plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers, right. went to Michigan State at the same time. Really? Yeah, it, so uh, Le'Avion Bell was selected in the second round um, uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the two, 2013 draft. Mm-hmm. Um, Draymond was selected in the second round of the uh, 2012 NBA draft. Uh-huh. Draymond has two NBA All-Star selections as well uh, as uh, Le'Avion has two All-Pro selections. Uh-huh. So my question to Draymond Green is... Who is the better second-round pick? Oh, wow. I, I have like a that feeling one. that Draymond's going to say himself. <laughs> that's just that's just my feeling. But you know what? I would actually probably say he is anyways. I uh, think he is, He has too. a ring. Yeah, he yeah. has a ring. That's true. All right, yeah. Justin. Question for imaginary Draymond Green. Yes. I had. I was going on the same focus with the whole kicking and Grayson Allen yeah, thing. Yeah, I was there. I was like, nah, I'm just going to keep it serious. So uh, this year, you know you know, Draymond Green's a great defensive player. Right. And uh, there was like that whole fiasco, I think, what was it, last year, last season or two seasons ago where like the defensive player of the year yeah. voting mm-hmm. and he wasn't voted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask him, uh, who does he think should win uh, the defensive player of the year this year? I'm pretty sure he'd say him again. You think so? <laughs> I mean, I, he's sort of been campaigning for himself this know, whole yeah, year. Been, I, I know he's he wants that. He that, wants uh, it bad, man. That award. Now, I, I, would, I, would, I think the quiet storm. Yeah, that's a thing. Quiet. <laughs> I mean, three three years in a row. That would just be ridiculous if he did win it. Quiet storm. You know, and you have him going for MVP as well. Ex- well, you, you know, I mean, I put him up there right there with with. Uh, Russell Westbrook as far as MVP just because he's he's two ways. Two way 100%. Whereas, you know, Russell Westbrook, yeah, he plays defense, but not not nearly to the level that Kawhi Leonard does, you know. And so, yeah, okay, Russell Westbrook doesn't play defense that way, but Kawhi Leonard doesn't play offense to the level that Russell Westbrook does. So I think yeah. there's I think it's a little bit of a balance. But that that's when you go into the advanced stats and metrics and and you start looking into, you know, all the fancy stuff and and you see how Kawhi actually compares to the James Hardens and the Russells of the world mm-hmm. that are putting up these ridiculous numbers in reality. Each one of them, including LeBron James, you know, if, if Cleveland hadn't kind of dropped off here at the end, I think right now you've got a three-man race. Kawhi You've mm-hmm. got Westbrook, and you've got Harden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, here's my question for the imaginary Draymond Green. Was it an accident, or did you really mean to kick Steven Adams and LeBron oh. James in the crotch? That's my <laughs> That's my question. I got to ask it. 
I want to know. I just want to know. I'm sure he'd say no because I think at least one of those was accidental. At least one of them. And then it sort of got to be a thing. It might have not been accidental after that. I think the first uh, Stephen Adams one was. I definitely think that one was. And I think the LeBron James one may have been. May have been. I think, well, the LeBron James, he wasn't aiming for that area. I think it was just an anger like, ah! And then, you know, and then, whoops, your your crotch was there. Sorry about that. You know, I think that's, I think that's what happened. Anywho, that has been (laughs) one question. With Draymond Green. Thanks, Draymond Green, for coming in on that imaginarily. Um, yeah. So, interesting point or who cares? Are we ready to go with interesting point or who cares? Oh, man, a great topic. Yes, here we go. So, James Harden, uh, Al uh, Farouk Aminu, Al Horford, Robin Lopez, Mason Plumley, and Carl Anthony Towns. These were the only players to start all 82 games in the 2015-2016 season. Interesting point, or who cares? That's really interesting. Justin says interesting. Claude? I agree. I think it's interesting just because, actually, Daryl Morey tweeted out the other day that you know he That's didn't really know interesting. Wasn't a consideration for the MVP since we were speaking about that, and for someone to play in all 82 games. Yeah, true. Yeah. James Harden. James Harden. Put up what right? he did, and yeah. it's not like he was far off from a triple double. With I mean, averaging almost uh, less than than two assists per or two rebounds per game. I you know he's right there. Very impressive. Here we go, Doctor Marcus Elliott, who founded P3 Sports Science Lab, headquartered in Santa Barbara recently said while referring to its impact in the body the NBA is harder than the NFL even if it doesn't have the big contact injuries so before you answer if that's an interesting point or not I would have to refer Dr. Elliott to the estimated 40% of retired football players that have chronic (laughs) brain injuries like CTE and say and I want to do your research before yeah. you make crazy claims like that, doctor. Uh, I, last time I checked, the brain is a part of the body, and it seems like that's a little rough on the NFL. Exactly. But interesting NFL, point, or who cares? Interesting point. That's interesting. I think it's tough on the body, but I'm definitely going to have yeah. to disagree like, on him a yeah, lot. It's, it's really interesting. You know, I, I hate to be like Dan Lebetard's father and just say you know C on every single thing <laughs> I mean it it is interesting in, in that point uh, he's got I feel like he's got to do a little bit more research than that though here comes another one are we ready here it is yes two of the teams with the best records in the NBA have the names Cavaliers and Warriors which were referred to by us as some of the best names in the NBA when creating our list of horrible NBA names <laughs> Two of the teams that were on our top five list, the 76ers and the Lakers, have two of the worst NBA records in the NBA right now. Interesting point, or who cares? Well, I get, I, that's cool that it supports our claims. I like it. I'm just saying, maybe that does, does that have a reason why they're doing well and doing bad? They got to change it to the names that we... Uh... Yeah, if they changed it. The 76ers to the uh, Dib Collars. Dib Collars. And then the, or the Lakers to the, the Jacks. The Jacks. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> I'm just saying that would be, they'd probably be right up there. It's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know if I'm into um, the whole Lakers being a bad name, though, man. It's historic. It's very historic, but just think. Yeah, but y'all the, both agreed. I'll give it. I'll give y'all that. I think the Clippers are still bad. The sailboats got me. The fast they are. Fast. Somehow they've miraculously done well with a horrible name, <laughs> which doesn't follow our statistics. I don't know how that happened. Barring injury. Here we go. In 2015, there were 55 players in the NBA earning at least $10 million. Uh, this season, that number has gone up to 107 players that earn more than $10 million. Interesting point, or who cares? Interesting point. I was reading about Wilt Chamberlain yesterday, really and I was looking up some of his uh, salaries, and as far as you know, what he was paid... The equivalent to some of the contracts, you know, like he was given a $200,000 contract, you know, multiple different contracts. He, it, it didn't equate to near what the players are making these days. And with the cap going up even more next year, I, it's just unbelievable. It is. It is. All right. Last one. ESPN decided to statistically determine who is best worth their salary in the NBA. In other words, the best bang for their buck. And came to the conclusion that Steph Curry is the best bargain in the NBA for $12.1 million. Interesting point or who cares? Interesting point because he was signed that contract out of injury. That's they right. Thought he'd, Bad they ankles. thought his ankles would, uh, would hurt him a little bit more. That's interesting, yeah. Most bang for your buck, Steph Curry. That's a crazy bang for your buck right there. All right. We've got to good take luck, good, good luck to the Warriors. I will say good luck to them trying to sign everybody back they need to to make that team complete again with, uh, with all those max salaries. Not going to happen at all. But we've got to take a break. Claude, can you hang around with us for the uh, sum up of the show? I'll hang around for as ever uh, long as you need me to. All right. We are going to be right back. Summing up the show. We'll be right back. Keep it locked here on the Doc G Show. So check this. You telling me you ain't never heard of Doc G? Ha <laughs> Coldest motherfucker around. The Doc G Podcast. Oh yeah, baby. Putting the bass in your funk. All right, we are back. Claude still with us. Justin still hanging with us. We are going to do a little birthday suit. We're going to get it all. Third clue, fourth clue, hanging in suspense. Now, Claude, you didn't get the first two clues. Let me uh, bring you up to speed. Uh, this yes. guy was born in 1947 in Indianapolis, Indiana. Went to Ball State. Was a part of the radio and TV department. And later on, he gave a scholarship to Ball State for the, as he called it, C student. Mm-hmm. That's our okay. clue so far. Our yeah. next clue was he went on in entertainment to be a weatherman. He was known for his unpredictable behavior, which included congratulating a tropical storm for being upgraded to a hurricane and predicting hailstones, quote, the size of canned hams. And he would also occasionally report uh, the weather for fictitious cities. Any idea who this guy is? Uh. 
You know, every time I think of uh, the weather, it, it makes me... He's not a weatherman. He's actually a news anchor for WLTX in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. But, you know, one of my relatives is uh, married to J.R. Barry. Mm. That's the only name that I could think of. Um, <laughs> this is not J.R. Barry, no. <laughs> no, I, he's sitting in his sweatpants somewhere at home eating some fried chicken, and he is not uh, pleased that I thought of him as a weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, let me give you the last clue. All right. This one will give it away. Uh, from 1982 until 2015, he hosted Late Night. Oh. Who is it? Conan. No. David. Conan David took over Late right? Night. There you go. Justin has it. David, David Letterman. Nice. I love David Letterman. He is one of my favorite, favorite people on TV. A fantastic host. And a little fun fact for this show, he his first gig hosting his own show on college radio. That was his oh. first gig, yes. And in uh, honor of David Letterman, I want to do top ten list of top ten things David Letterman could possibly be doing on his birthday. <laughs> Are we ready? Yes. More than ready. Here we go. Number 10. Performing stupid human tricks with Regis Philman. Number 9. Winning a beard growing contest against Doc G. Have you seen him recently? He's got quite a full beard going on. Very full beard. <laughs> more, uh, than, more than yours? Yes. That it's thing's really all over crazy. his face. Show us that picture. I was like, holy Exactly. Looking for his pants. He hasn't needed pants for two years because he hasn't had a show. That's a long time. Say he's probably not wearing pants. That's number eight. Seven. Singing lead on Dave Grohl's shoulders at a Foo Fighters concert. That's his favorite band, in case no one knew. Six. Taking a nap. He's rich and old. It's a good demographic for naps. When you're rich and old, you can take naps pretty much any time you want. Gotta have them. Number five, working as main chef at Rupert G's Hello Deli. If you're a fan of, of his show, you remember he used to visit Rupert G's all the time, which was beside their uh, studio. So I'm guessing he'll go over there every now and then. Number four, making a list of top ten reasons it's good to be 70. Number three, at different malls for Santa Claus positions. We get it. He's got a long white beard. Number two, gardening with Martha Stewart. And number one, top thing that David Letterman will be doing on his birthday, eating cake. I hear it's popular on birthdays. Happy birthday. I don't want no cake on my birthday. I want my cake her day. Oh, listen to that. Claude just referencing Flowrider. My goodness. <laughs> that is the top 10 list for David Letterman's birthday. Happy birthday to David Letterman. That Ooh, is our yeah. birthday suit wearer. Very exciting. Actually, he just recently inducted uh, Pearl Jam into the Hall of Fame. He was the person that introduced them at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. So that was pretty exciting. It was, pretty supposed, to, yeah. it was supposed to be Neil Young, but Neil Young was uh, 
ill. He's been ill for the uh, last couple of uh, weeks, I'm guessing, so he couldn't do it. So uh, next best guy up. Better, better as far as a host, not as far as a musician. Shout out, uh, shout out to Neil Young. Hope you feel better. Yes, exactly. That too. Shout outs tonight, man. A lot of shout outs, and they're all happy. Isaiah Thomas can't believe he got shouted out. He's so excited that you shouted him out. Neil Young, he's so excited too. David Letterman, he's partying right now because he was on the Doc G show. <laughs> Just like we're all partying. Guys, it's been a great show, am I right? Oh, and I want to mention, we didn't get to it because, uh, again, he didn't really have too much news, but the Paul Rudd update. Paul Rudd's birthday was April 6th. Missed it by that much. Man. Yeah, last week we missed it by a day as far as who's wearing his birthday suit. We could have done Paul Rudd. Do you know the just the craziness that would have happened? Would have had oh. to be dedicated to him. It would have been nuts. But anywho, it's Happy been a great show, hasn't it, guys? Yes. Yes, it has been. Claude? Oh, only the best. Ah, yes. Only the, the best. We will be back. Same time, same place. Doc G Show, Wednesday at 7. Uh, until then, uh, joining me has been Claude. Fly till I die, Lathan. Claude? Flyer than ever, man. Appreciate you having me on. I want a cool and with me, that. Justin, Dang Evangelista. Dang it, Gordon. <laughs> I want a cool nickname now, Gordon. I've been on the show forever now. I promise you, next week I will have a cool nickname. For sure. I'm counting on There that. will be one. And I will see you guys next week. Until then, zip it up and zip it out.